When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make it 0-2 in preseason action for the Montreal Canadiens as they fall by a score of 3 to nothing to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We had a chance to see a lot of young players, a lot of prospects, an inexperienced roster, so not too much bothered me. Only one thing in particular actually bothered me tonight. I'll talk about it. I go solo. I'm Marinero. It's a sick podcast. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero, the sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports Entertainment. Like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast, brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup it's time you go back to lacage the menu will surprise you speaking of which i'm going to be at lacage with the sick team on saturday october 1st at lacage de carry on rue de jockeys as the sick team will be making an announcement and you're going to find out why the sick podcast is going to get a whole lot sicker what are we going to announce you're going to have to be there to find out to be there RSVP at 514-731-2020. So if you're looking for a place to eat on Saturday night, be there and uh, take in the announcement. Okay, the Canadians were in Toronto. And prior to the game, the Leafs honored on this night, September 28, 2022, on the 50th anniversary of Paul Henderson scoring the goal to win the Summit Series in game number eight. As a matter of fact, he scored the winning goal for Canada, who uh, were down 3-1-1 after five games. Henderson scored the winning goal in game six, game seven, and game eight, all of which were in Russia at the time, which still today has a lot of people saying, why isn't Paul Henderson in the Hockey Hall of Fame? So the Maple Leafs honored 11 members of that 1972 Canada team uh, representing the Montreal Canadiens were Ken Dryden, the Senator Serge Savard, Ivan Cournoyer, and the Mahavlich brothers. So five Montreal Canadiens alumni and six Toronto Maple Leafs alumni, of course, including Paul Henderson. Ovation wasn't very long, um, wasn't very loud. Unfortunately, that's corporate Toronto. At the same time, it could also be 
that there were a lot of people in attendance that just weren't around back then or didn't watch the Summit Series. I myself was born November 23rd, 1972. So I wasn't alive when that happened. I was born a couple of months later. And so obviously my only recollection of it is watching the videos that I've watched. Let's get to the game now. Was in a very experienced Montreal Canadiens lineup. And by the way, Uri Slavkowski played in the game only because Jonathan Drouin had to pull out because he was homesick with a virus. Let's take a look at the lineup. And there you have it. Rem Pilik, Rem the gem, who was not a gem tonight, with Armia on his right and Slavkowski on his left. Evans with Heinemann on his left and Yelonen on his right. Owen Beck centering Philip Mishar on his left and Stevens on his right. Schnarr with Condotta on his left and Bork on his right. On defense, Schooneman, Weidman, Jackye, Harris, Leskinen, Barron, and Samuel Montambo played about 31 minutes and change, and Kevin Poulain played the other 28 in change. Montambo gave up a goal. Poulain gave up two goals. The scoring on the night? It was Nick Robertson, 6.53 into period number one, who beat Samuel Montembeau right between the legs, a shot that Montembeau clearly would like to have back. And that was it for scoring in period number one. In period number two, with Arbor Jackye in the box, Dennis Malgin scores a goal in front, a bang-bang play, and he puts the Maple Leafs up by a score of 2 to nothing. And with three minutes and 25 seconds left in regulation, Nick Abruzzese scores his first of the preseason to beat Poulain as well with Emil Heinemann in the box. All right, so you're probably wondering who I liked and who I didn't like. Well, seeing as it was a very inexperienced lineup with not too many NHLers in it, I'm going to tell you right now that It doesn't really matter. Sometimes you play better, obviously, when you play with better players. I know everyone wants me to tackle Uri Slavkowski, who was not convincing in game one, was less so in game two, but I'll stress, it doesn't matter to me. It really does not. Um, With all due respect to Pitlick and Armia, Slavkowski did not play with the best players tonight, so it's difficult to have a very good game in that respect. I thought Heinemann showed some good things. I thought Owen Beck, once again, was the Montreal Canadiens' best centerman in the circle because Stevens went 25%. I think he took a draw. Um, Pitlick went 29%, should be noted that he's a better winger. Jake Evans went 33%. Nate Schnarr went 50%. And Owen Beck went 54% after going 59% last game. Once again, he was the best faceoff man last season in the OHL. One faceoff in particular caught my attention. Owen Beck was in the offensive zone. He was at the left face-off circle. He's a right-handed shot. He actually, you know, looked like he was ambidextrous because he took his blade and actually uh, moved his stick over the other way, 
won the face-off clean and was able to kind of backhand it back, but it's actually a backhand forehand, if that makes sense, because it's the right side of his stick. So he showed again, once again, that he is very, very good in the face-off circle, and he's a very responsible defensive player. Other than that, um, I would say Philip Machar was probably the one that showed the best looks in this hockey game for, you know, out of all the Montreal Canadiens players. He uh, got a couple of shots on goal. He was dangerous. It looked like he was much more comfortable in game two than he was in game one with two shots on goal. He had a hit. He had a block shot. Uh, notably on one play, though, he had a real nice move. He had some good jump coming down the right wing with a right-handed shot, pulled a little bit of the tuck and move, just tucked in the puck there and took a quick shot. And, and he's the one uh, that, uh, you know, he was drafted in the first round, we know, 26th overall. He really looked like a first-rounder tonight. Now, in Massar's case, although he looked good in an exhibition game, I think if he plays junior hockey this year, and uh, I know a lot of people would like to see him and Slavkovsky end up playing on the same team, whether it's with the Canadians or whether it's with the Laval Rocket. I really believe if Massar goes back to play junior hockey, that he's going to be a dominant player in junior hockey. And you want your young players to dominate. Once again, let's keep in mind, the Canadians are in no rush here to have players move up to the big team because, of course, we know it is a rebuild. Kent Hughes saying earlier today that Carey Price being on the shelf for the entire season actually um, and being hurt last year, being hurt last year is what kind of put the wheels in motion more so for a rebuild more so than anything else, which I thought was an interesting comment because even though that's true and it makes sense, you would think that any team without Shea Weber, who lost Phil Deneau to free agency, leadership install Tatar and Perry, Injuries to Edmondson and Byron for like the first half of the season. You would think that that was something that probably could have precipitated or, um, you know, made way for a rebuild. But it was it was an interesting answer on defense. Schooneman, Weidman, Jacki, Harris, Leskinen and Barron. I thought Barron was a little bit better in this game, too, than he was in game one versus New Jersey where I thought the Jersey forecheck was giving him some problems. I thought he had a hard time getting out of trouble. He skates well, but the first couple of steps to get away from the opponent, he had a harder time versus the Devils. I thought it was better tonight versus Toronto. I thought Jordan Harris was better in game one than he was in game two. I thought Arbor Jacki took a penalty, which hurts his case. But Marty St. Louis said after the game that, you know what, he didn't like the call. And uh, he liked Jack Eye's composure in the game. It is the Sick Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I can tell you that uh, you can go ahead and subscribe because it's absolutely free. If you're watching on Facebook, subscribe to our uh, group page as well. 
And Carmen Sick, S-I-C-K, if you're listening on audio, please leave us a five-star review and write the word sick. It's our way of feeling your love. All right, okay, so the Canadians lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did, did it bother me? No, it didn't bother me. Um, nothing bothered me except, actually, I shouldn't say nothing. There's one thing that bothered me, one. And the one thing that I thought was something that bothered me a little bit was that early on in the first period or midway through the first period, I don't exactly the exact times here, but the Maple Leafs suffered two injuries back-to-back. One was defenseman Jordy Ben, who suffered a groin injury, and the other one was defenseman Carl Dahlstrom, uh, who was dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, Sheldon Keefe told us after the game that they're both going to miss some time here. So what happened? The Toronto Maple Leafs pretty much finished off period number one playing four defensemen. And then knowing that they were going to be surtaxed, well, they ended up asking Kelly Yarncroft to play defense. And they did the same thing with, um, with Alex Kerfoot. And so now you have four defensemen and you have two forwards who are playing defense for two periods. And a lot of people wrote this on Twitter. It's their opinion. And of course, uh, I'm going to agree with it. I think it's absolutely stupid that you can't have more players or be able to put in emergency players in a preseason game if you have a couple of players getting hurt. And I'm going to give you one reason, and there's several reasons why. I'm going to give you one reason, which is the best reason. All right? What happens if you end up surtaxing your players? Your players are going to get hurt. You're taking players out of position. So now all of a sudden you have to go to three lines with an extra at the forward position. So you're surtaxing them. You have to take two forwards and ask them to play defense. And maybe they don't have any idea. It actually puts them in a vulnerable position. They can get hurt because let's face it, you're not going to play 4D for the rest of the game. It, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, at the end of the day, what's on the line and the thing that should be most important should be the player's health. And it continues to be a league that is not very preoccupied with players' health. We see it the way they deal with concussions. Um, they shrug it off as if it doesn't really matter. They still have not eliminated fighting from the game. Um, they have a schedule where they play two and two and three and four and four and six with travel included and all that stuff. I, I could give you so many reasons why they don't really care about the health of the players. And at the end of the day, the players are the product. The product is the game, and that's why people you know, pay big money to go watch. They go pay to watch these players, the product, the athletes. A shout-out to sportbuffshop.com. Speaking of these athletes, because you can shop all your sports-licensed lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues, as well as our sick merchandise at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all other items. As you can see, I am wearing my sick T-shirt, Emosi2 now, which is like, are you serious? Or here he is, or what are you talking about? Many translations in French. And maintenant, c'est toi. And I have that T-shirt as well. Or you could also say, it's you sit here. But anyway, that's it. 0-2 for the Canadians. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not going to hit the panic button here. 
I don't want anybody telling me that the young kids, they're young. Let's relax. And at the end of the day, even if 90% of them don't start the season with the Canadians or don't finish the season with the Canadians or don't last the season with the Canadians because they play nine or whatever and then they go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are you in a rush? Are, 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 what is this? Is this is this rush hour with uh, with with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? Is is that what this is? Are they going to win the Stanley Cup this year? I know everyone would like that, but I mean, let's be realistic. It's not going to happen. I can you know pretty much guarantee you the Montreal Canadiens are not going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but crazier things have happened. So let's just all. In the words of Carey Price of several years ago, everyone just chill. It's hard to make chicken salad out of chicken feathers. And some of those prospects that you're looking at tonight, with all due respect to their teammates, were playing with chicken feathers. So you're not going to make a chicken salad out of it. There's still time in this training camp. Some of the more experienced players are going to get into the lineup. They're going to get better. Game three will be better. Game four will be better. Game five will be better. You know, we all get better with repetition, with practice, and with experience. I think I'm better now, 20 years later, than I was 20 years ago. As a matter of fact, I can guarantee you that. And I guarantee you that I'll be better in a couple of years than I am now because I think I'm in my prime. And so... I think we can still take it another level or two right here on the sick podcast, which is what we're going to do. And we're going to announce our plans for you. All of you who will be in attendance at Lacage de carry on Saturday, October 1st, when the sick podcast is going to get a whole lot sicker. I look forward to seeing you all. I hope to see you there. And if you're not there, probably a day or two later, We'll make our news public on social media, and then you'll be able to read about it there or on the next podcast after that, I will surely tell you about it. The Canadians' next game is going to be on Thursday night when they host the Winnipeg Jets, and you'd have to think there's going to be more experienced players in the lineup. Until then, it's all good. And yes, I know the Toronto Maple Leafs won, but they can win as many preseason games as they want. This is the year of truth, probably, for Kyle Dubas, whose contract is up at the end of the year, and this resembles the Mark Bergevin situation, who last year went into the final year of his contract. And Toronto, if you didn't learn from the Bergevin situation, you should have. It's not a healthy thing when your general manager of a team in a high-pressure market with a lot of pressure on him to deliver a long playoff run and eventually a Stanley Cup doesn't have a contract. Because if the Leafs begin their season 2-8, and eight, you know what's going to happen. Everyone's going to talk about Dubas, and he didn't put together a good team. You don't want that pressure on your general manager. Brendan Shanahan, pull him aside. Say to the board, 
I'm going to extend Kyle Dubas's contract by one year. We're going to give him time. You then have a meeting with Kyle Dubas. You remove the pressure off him. You make him breathe easily, and you say, Kyle, listen, final year of your contract, we're at a stage where we have to see this team take the next step, so we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But we want you to breathe easily, and we want you to take it easy. So what we're going to do, we're going to extend your contract for one year. But make no mistake, Kyle, this team has to take the next step. They can't not only make the playoffs just to participate, they're going to have to get by the first round, and we'd like for them to be able to get by the second round and go as far as they can as we build towards a Stanley Cup. If this team in the playoffs shows enough to make us believe that they can one day win it, then we're going to extend your contract more so at the end of the year. If not, if they have to fire him at the end of the year, so what? They pay him one year salary at $5 million or whatever it is. We're talking about Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. They're paying Lorenzo Insigne $13 million a year to play soccer. He's in his 30s in the MLS. They can afford to pay Kyle Dubas $5 million if they wanted to, even if they got rid of him at the end of the year. Anyway, that's Toronto. We'll continue to talk Habs on the Sick Podcast. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's getting bigger and better. It's absolutely free. Everyone is talking about the Sick Podcast and Marinaro. That's it for tonight. Ciao for now. Sha-la-la-la-la. La-la-la-la. Take it easy on the kids. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>